Welcome to the 43rd episode of the Triple Takeover Toycast, where you can rely on us to get down to the nitty-gritty of niche robot toys from the last four decades or so. Today, we're taking a break from looking at specific Transformers toy lines in favour of some of our favourite releases from over the years, or at least the ones that we think are frequently a bit undervalued by the wider fandom. With me as ever are a couple of shining beauties who never fail to sparkle when they hit the mic. First up is a man who will take any opportunity to discuss his own personal hidden gems, whether you want him to or not. It's Mr. Diaclone Golden Balls himself, Maz from Transformers Square One. Golden Balls. <laughs> Mix your... <laughs> I will make the nickname Golden Balls stick. Next we have a cheeky chappy who is quite literally tripping over hidden gems all over his house. No, really, they're all over the floor and it's a major trip hazard. It's Liam from Toybox Soapbox. Hello. Yes, I've been tripped on many of them tonight, trying to find these ones that we're talking about. <laughs> Not so much hidden, more just sort of crushed underfoot. Yeah, more sort of like standing on Lego. That's what I, I thought he was going to say he tripped on and trying to find the computer to sit down and record. <laughs> Sounds likely. Together we are Triple Takeover, and although you may be pondering whether we're not so much hidden gems as we are diamonds in the rough, it's time to get on with the ceremony. What's shaking, lads? <laughs> I'm really liking this um, incorporation of 86 movie quotes at the end of our intros. I'm feeling like it's quietly becoming a thing. Well, not quietly anymore. Yeah, it's got to be done, isn't it? We're on a bit of a 86 kick at the moment. We had our 86 episode last week, non-movie toys. That's doing pretty well, so that's quite exciting. Lots of people mm. seem to enjoy that one. Yes. Yeah, just wait till we get to the 86 movie and instead we do a quote from, like, I don't know, Cyberverse or something instead, you know, <laughs> or from the movie, live action Throw everybody movies. off a little bit, yeah. yeah. It's about time we did another live action movie episode, though. I'd be well into that, honestly. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah, actually, we haven't done one in ages, have we? We did 2007. I was going to say, we've done one. I think we yeah. Oh, can, just... we do, can we do one of the good ones first? Or, or the good I, th- I think that's done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that ship has sailed, mate. We're into declining returns here. Just wait till we get to the last night and we'll all be sat here going, what was it about? What happened? That again? should have been the name of one of the sequels, Declining Returns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just all of them, honestly. Hey, man, that's the one where Cogman beats up a fish, isn't it? Ugh. Yeah, that is the one. That yeah. was Diminishing that's, Returns. Yeah. That's, the most, that's the most memorable bit of that film, without a doubt. No, wait, that one was No Returns. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Well, it was just quite an experience in the cinema, it has to be said. But I'm someone that believes that every one of the Transformers films, before Bumblebee anyway, uh, they just get worse and worse, honestly. You're not alone there, don't worry. At least every single one of them had a scene which I would happily re-watch on, on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. I, would, like, I could forward to it and enjoy a particular scene. I didn't feel that way about The Last Night. There were bits in it that I enjoyed. It was just so incoherent for me. That was the thing. And it, uh, the bit that I always say, though, is a lot of people are always like, oh, it's got no plot. And I would beg to differ. I think it's got tons of plot. I think it's got, <laughs> the, it's got the plot of 16 films. That's the problem with it. It's just all so oversaturated and overstuffed. It's all just, the returns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just all thrown into one big oh. pot, and it just doesn't, doesn't meld. That's the thing. Anyway... Uh, we are here to talk about hidden gems tonight, so that's a bit of a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, but Liam, what did you have for breakfast? Today. Did you have breakfast today? Today, I had a bowl of crunchy nut cornflakes. I had an actual normal breakfast. What's wow. happening? Are you trying to scupper all of our plans and, and this specific Discord channel we've created for entertainment of how badly you eat in the mornings? Feeling the pressure? No, yeah. I ate the rest of a multi-pack of wheat crunchies last night before bed, so I had nothing this morning. <laughs> I, Four packs of them, and then when I got to it, I was like, oh, nothing to eat other than actual cereal. So you do actually have regular breakfast stuff in the house? 
Yeah, I bought some uh, Crunchyroll Conflicts the other week. I just forgot about them until yesterday, or this morning even. You know, my, my little boy still talks about the breakfast that he he made you when you stayed here uh, for TF Nation. He still refers to it. Man. He, was, he was telling his grandmother about it this morning over breakfast with, with quite some delight, it has to be said. He has a great future in breakfast making, that child. Absolutely. So, well. What was it? It was like some sugary, crunchy cereal in a pancake covered in peanut butter and a bunch of bananas on the side. Not it was, quite that out there. It was, two, it was two kinds of cereal, two kinds of milk, uh, <laughs> I think honey with some honeycomb, blueberries. <laughs> it was delicious. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was pretty so good. I mean, sugary cereal is my jam, so I'm well up for that. The, the current thing is is that he has dinosaur cereal, you see, dinosaur cereal, but it's actually nothing to do with dinosaurs. It's it's Cheerios, but it at one stage had a Jurassic Park promotion on the box, and this is how I got him to be excited about it. I bought some for that so reason. I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, look, it's dinosaur cereal, and he was like, what? And then the promotion has ended since then, and he's like, well, where are the dinosaurs? And I'm like, I don't know, eat the cereal, and let's see if we can find them. And it seems to be working so far. I thought you were going to say it's not dinosaur cereal because they're all pteranodons. No, nothing to do with that. Honestly, we're not going to get. Yeah, we're not going to get into that. I actually, I went to the Natural History Museum the other day, and there was a quiz, an interactive quiz about is this a dinosaur or not. And there were some like you know lizards and things where you're like, no, of course that's not a dinosaur. It's a couple that threw me off though. I've got to tell you, uh, and I was disappointed that pteranodon was not in there because I was queued up, I was waiting, I was like, here we go. This is my moment. My yeah, one I'm gonna, quiz going to shine moment. with this one. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't come up. Maybe we should talk about our sponsors for the evening because we do have two of them. First up, we've got the wonderful TF Source, who, as ever, we greatly appreciate from across the pond. You can check them out at tfsource.com. And then we have a UK-based supplier as well. That is kapowtoys.co.uk. You can check them out. And uh, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, both of them. And we gratefully appreciate their sponsorship. And we'll do a little longer section on them in the middle of the pod, as always. And remember, if you want to hear more about Liam's Breakfast, you could always join us on patreon.com forward slash triple takeover, where you can do anything from just support us and say thank you with £1 a month, or you can get early access to episodes, vote in episode polls, ask questions to be answered on the pod, get access to our glittering Discord channel, the absolute... Transformers community oasis on the internet. You can commission minisodes and hear those minisodes that people have uh, requested when we do them. We also do some of our own back as well. We have ideas too. Or you could sign up at the highest tier, which is Gold Box Classics, where you can get a fortnightly mini series. Uh, currently, we've got one ongoing about IDW's More Than Meets the Eye series, as well as uh, Unicron Trilogy toys. So that would allow you to get exclusive content on a weekly basis, in addition to obviously the episodes that we are doing. So check it out, patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. Our, our Discord, I know we say this a lot, but it is pumping, man. Honestly, it's it's a really lovely place to be, isn't it? It is. Um, I'm quite liking the the ease with which toys exchange hands on there. I mean, oh, it yeah. is pretty much a hassle-free trade center at the moment yeah because it's all good peeps that's the thing so yeah. like, I, I posted something for sale the other day and it sold within five minutes i think and uh it's just you know people are so easy going about it and because you kind of know people it, it really kind of yeah it's just easy and with christmas around the corner you know you can get some fine triple takeover branded merch we've got all sorts there uh i'm assuming we still don't have stationery yet <laughs> Well, we do. It just depends on your definition of stationery. Oh, yes. I forget it? about this. Yeah. So, um, a notepad is, is yeah. as far as we go at the moment. There we go. See? Pack your kids off to school with one of them. They'll get straight A's. Guaranteed. 
stamp of approval over here. <laughs> but yeah, you can find coasters, t-shirts, shower curtains, all the usual stuff over at rebel.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. Explore. Do we need to add a disclaimer about the, the straight A's thing? I don't know. <laughs> it's all about belief. It'll just yeah. come true. If you build right. it, they will come, you know. Yeah, stuff. okay. Trickle down stationary sure. anomics. That's what it is. God, don't start me on that. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of that on the Discord. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so the topic tonight is hidden gems. And just to kind of explain what this is all about, it's not about toys that nobody's heard of. Because <laughs> I think when we were talking about this, we were like, let's try and unearth a few toys that maybe, you know, have sort of flown under the radar or whatever. And it is a bit of that. But I, I think the toys that we're going to talk about, I don't think any of us can legitimately claim that no one in the Transformers fandom has ever come across them other than us. So no doubt there may be people listening to this that when we reveal our various choices are sitting there going, I know this toy, I own it already. And that's fine. That's that's great. That's not what it's about. It's just about, I don't know, sometimes the toys that are maybe a little bit overlooked or maybe kind of aren't the sort of obvious ones, like the first choices that people were, kind of always go for. Like if they're going to collect a particular line, uh, you know, they, they might not be the first sort of most obvious toys that are recommended or anything like that. Is that a good summation, do you think, chaps? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, my choice was G1 Optimus Prime. Oh, right. Okay. You've uh, gone the other route. Mine was G1 Power Master Optimus Prime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mine was Action Master Optimus Prime, right. No, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, and uh, I think it w- the best description you gave was that it wouldn't. If someone asked you name a G one toy that you'd recommend, we're yeah. kind of bringing up ones that wouldn't be the first one on on somebody's list. Yeah, I think as well in my mind, like if you were going to sit down, let's say it's G one, and you were going to, you know, you had a little bit of budget behind you, and you're thinking, what's the one G one toy that I'm going to go out and buy? These might not be the toys that are first on your list, you know, and and that's interesting to me because sometimes they they're kind of not the obvious recommends i think um i hope i'm not being too presumptuous by saying that that might change after this episode <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe i think in at least one case there they are it's not that they're not desirable toys already because they are right. it's just that they're not thought about as much no. maybe they don't quite get the time in the sun that they deserve yeah they're overshadowed by a lot of the toys aren't they yeah, for sure. Let's not talk about G1 toys in the sun, all right? That's just a sensitive yeah. topic right now. <laughs> the the yellow gang. <laughs> yeah. yeah, indeed. And we have already <gasps> said... The discolorators. Oh, man, imagine that subgroup. The discolorators. T-shirts, please. <laughs> yeah, write this stuff down. Discolorators, amazing. The discolorators. There we go. On a slightly murky yellow T-shirt. <laughs> imagine oh. that like advertising ah. campaign. Ah. Oh, ah. Keep it out of sunlight. You don't want it... <laughs> Just like a really brutally yellow jet fire or something like that on a t-shirt. And now it's a Simpson. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) There you go. Coming to a Redbubble store near you soon. But uh, no, we have said if this topic is popular, then we may do it Mm. again. Do a little sequel further down the road. You never know. We do have to come back to some topics every now and then. And this seems like one that might work. So let's give it a go. Who wants to kick us off then with their first choice? And, and we should like clarify that we're going to do one vintage toy and one. one oh yeah, right, toy. absolutely. Yes, that's quite a big part of the format, isn't it? Yeah, one vintage, one well, non-vintage, I suppose, N- yeah, not necessarily modern. Yeah. Mine's not. I wouldn't say mine is modern. My modern toy, but it's mm. certainly non-vintage for for now. <laughs> Just for a couple more years. Yeah, for a few, a few yeah. more years. Yeah, depending indeed. on the loose definition we have for vintage for this episode of this podcast right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, vintage to me is anything over 20 years old. I kind of go by the kind of clothing and furniture description. 20 years 
equals vintage and this that that to me there this is toys not vintage yet well that's mad because that means if we were doing this episode the second part of this episode next year could start including armada toys in, yeah. the, in the early section yeah man yeah armada's armada's becoming vintage as we mm. speak uh which is just kind of crazy so if you grew up with armada you're now old it's just official welcome to the club yeah yeah mm. <laughs> you're as old as us yeah. <laughs> right who's gonna kick us off then okay i'll go first so, mine is not a particularly exciting one, but it was one of my favourite toys as a kid, and it's G1 Micromaster Overload. What a great place to start. Unexpected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Indeed. It is a little bit of an unexpected one, because it's not the most glamorous toy, is it? It's fair to say. But... I think that's probably why it's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. so you know, why have you chosen it? Because G1 has so many great toys as it is, but this is just a fantastic little toy on its own, but it's overshadowed by so many other toys around it coming out at the same time. Like you've got all the MicroMaster bases and stations. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to get old. Even, in, within, even with his own, within his own subgroup, the transports, you now have Erector, who pretty much yeah. is like the only one people talk about. But for me as a kid, this toy was like, it was, yeah, I don't know. I remember looking at it thinking it's like a small Ultra Magnus because it was a very small truck. It's a car carrier. Yeah. Can it carry other MicroMasters? It, it can, can. It can carry two. No, MicroMaster really? Cars. Yeah. Yeah, even as a ramp on the back, you can you can get more than two in there. You can get you can get two in the bottom and two in the top. Can you do some pictures of that? Because that would be wicked to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've uh, hang on. Here you go. I'll drop I'll drop one in the chat for you. But that's what I mean. That's like how underappreciated I think it is. Like even you didn't realize you could fit MicroMaster cars in it. And how much do we talk about MicroMasters and G One Transformers in general? And that's what I and mean. Trucks. It's- yeah, yeah. I, I think the the it being able to carry cars thing that's when it really comes into its own. This toy that's like what turns this thing from being like a bit ordinary to like a total ledge, isn't it? Yeah, because they're, they're all like small little tiny playsets, but I think this one takes it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that so... is fantastic. That's basically powered convoy. It's got yeah. a blue cab and a grey trailer with red highlights. It's a little powered. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. There is no doubt in yeah. my mind that is based on powered convoy. It quite feasibly is. When I was a kid, I look, kept looking at it when I first got it. I remember thinking, this is like a shrunk down Optimus Prime. And even as a little kid in my Ninja Turtles t-shirt and shorts when I got this, I remember thinking, this it just looks like a small Optimus Prime. It's got that. Yeah. Do you remember what you were wearing when you I got do. the store? I remember exactly what I was wearing. I remember getting it because I was wow. with my granddad. And uh, I just remember I was had this horrible like white t-shirt and shorts combo that both had Ninja Turtles pictures on. Okay. I mean, that is quite memorable. You say horrible, but... It's very of the time. Like, if you remember what clothes were like in, say, was it 1989? 19... Yeah. Yeah, that's very of the time. Yeah. yeah. We were all wearing stuff like that back then. Yeah, it's just an amazing toy. Like, it does so much for such a small toy as well. So I think a lot of people think of this as a kind of Optimus Prime sort of archetype, if you like. I, I know at least one person that I've spoken to has said to me that because they never had... G1 Optimus Prime, like the original, or the Power Master, that this was actually their Optimus Prime. You know how people kind of sub in toys for yeah. you know popular characters or whatever. And because of the kind of track like nature of it, a lot of people, I think, or certainly at least <laughs> at least one or two people I've spoken to have, have sort of said that this was their Optimus Prime in their collection. And you can kind of see why. But Maz, I think you're right that it must have surely some sort of powered convoy influence, right? It must. The colours are just well. Tell me, like, what does the robot look like? It, it, is it the, your classic... I mean, I'm looking at the, the card art for it, and it looks like the head pops out the top of the cab. It just looks like a small Optimus Prime or... 
Like Ultra Magnus. Uh, if, yeah, no, if anything, it's kind of got a bit of a Machine Wars Optimus look about it. Uh, there you yeah. go, I've just dropped just drop you a picture. It's um, it's it's not got a faceplate or anything like that. It's got a really look. It's just got one of those classic MicroMaster head sculpts that yeah. look great and tiny, but still defined. And very traditional Generation 1 as well. It just, it's very typical Transformers, I think, when you look at it. It is. Yeah, it's got the old dad bod going on with the whole... He's literally got the whole front of a truck as his chest. And the legs fold down, just like Optimus Prime, and the feet fold forward in the same way. But uh, it's, his, it's his arms as well, because they're obviously made of, like, the... Um, his hands are made of the, the gas canisters. Yeah, the smoke... Yeah, they are, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and the smokestacks are his arms. Yeah, but from the size, like, because you can only see his hands on the inside. On the outside, it looks like he's just wielding little axes for hands. That is really cool. I do love his box art, I've got to tell you, because... I remember when I was doing the whole like box art championship or whatever, this was one that caused quite a lot of hilarity because these MicroMaster transports, they look like some, I mean, particularly this one, looks like some kid at a fairground just like sat in a dodgem or whatever. <laughs> He's just like sat there in a little box. It looks like when it when it turns into like a little jet, because uh, the trailer obviously folds out into a jet, mm. but um, the way the little, uh, like a little bar flips up at the front, and it's a bit like a... Uh, what do you call them? Um, like a ride. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, <laughs> a football terrace. Or um, <laughs> It really is. Like it's not in a little, like, super artillery Zimmer frame or mobility aid or something like that, you know, cause the way, just the way he stood with it. It looks like uh, Professor X's wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say, but it reminds me of that uh, Star Trek Discovery episode where Captain Pike sees himself yes. in the future. That's I had, kind of... that, it had given me that vibe as well. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's that sort of triangular thing to it, doesn't it? The way it goes up, it just has that, yeah. But it's just amazing, like all the things it can do for a small toy. When you think about modern Optimus Primes, can't even open the trailer these days, or like the Earthrise one can, but we've seen so many that don't, or Ultra Magnus that can't carry other cars. It's not even a car carrier. But this little toy still do it. I mean, I'd seen this toy before. I've seen it many times when looking for MicroMasters. I didn't realize it could legitimately carry four other MicroMaster cars. <laughs> yeah. That's a game changer. It really is, isn't it? I think that's that's what takes it from like a fairly ordinary thing to actually being kind of cool. Because if you're going to line up all your micro cars, why would you not want a car carrier in that lineup? You know, it's it, just total game changer. And you see, there are enough MicroMasters in proper colours that you could basically simulate little um, Diaclone cars as well. If yeah. you know, yeah, I think is it is, is it Road Handler, the small yellow Lambo? That's the no, that's the red, um, the red one from the same oh, team. Okay. Freewheeler. Free, freewheeler, yeah. Freewheeler's the one, yeah. So do you remember those old Diaclone adverts where you had like a convoy of powered convoys just rolling yeah. down the hill? Yeah, yeah. What's that coming over the hill? It's a mortgage. Anyway, so you could have <laughs> loads of those lined up just as, as little overloads and just filled with cars and recreate that lovely scene, but with MicroMasters. Oh, yeah. It's a great show. I am in. That has been added to the search terms. Yes. I, I was going to say, when you spoke earlier and you were like, oh, maybe some of these items are going to become more desirable through this episode, and I feel like you've already enabled yourself on overload here. eBay, as we speak, I'm not kidding. I was just scrolling through eBay while right. you were describing those. You you can get this toy for, for nuts as well, honestly, yeah. for just absolute nothing. Yeah. It's, you know, five quid. And the thing is, uh, Erector was made really famous because of the Hall of Fame entry, but even Erectors are still reasonably priced, even carded. Mm. So I don't think this one's going to go through the roof just because it seems really widely available. I'd hate to be wrong about that because obviously I've got to move quickly now. But um, I'm editing this episode, so there might be delays <laughs> <laughs> depending on eBay. But I mean, I, I just feel like with Erector, it's a little bit of a shame that if he didn't have that name, I, I think yeah. this would be the one you know that people really remembered. 
from this book since the erector thing took off a few years ago it's kind of just disappeared into the background completely He's he's definitely way more overlooked. I've got to tell you, though, my first impression with this toy was not so glamorous because I was not... It was one that, like a lot of people, I had definitely overlooked. And it was kind of a, eh, I'll, I'll get that eventually. Do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> that should be his name, Micromaster Overlook. Yes, <laughs> totally, Overlook. Uh, but And then when he turned up, he was yellowed. It was one that I'd not paid enough attention to on the listing or whatever. And it turned up quite badly yellowed, actually. And it really took the sheen off. You know, when you, know, when you get something, open it, and you're just like... <sighs> and just straight away you're yes. like this is i don't want this in my house you know just like it's just <laughs> that, that immediate feeling of just regret you know yeah. and uh which has not happened to me very often i've got to tell you with g1 collecting hey, hey, i'm normally hey, hey, quite flex. careful hey, hey six flex got an idea what? you just what? got this metro titan in the house didn't you yeah metro titan is in like great robot based colors yeah and this little overload is basically empowered convoy colors yeah just think of what you could set up Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm diaclone diorama. I'm listening. I'm diaclone. listening. Well, I've st- I've obviously still got to hook me Metro Titan up to my Triptychon and Onslaught and all of that jobber, haven't I? From what we were talking about last time. So uh, yeah, and you've got the special ramp to do it. I got the special ramp. Yeah, it's not apologetic in the least, my friend. Okay. So special ramp. Yeah. Special special ramp for special robots, wow. uh, but yeah, I, I'm well into it. Honestly, I'm loving that idea. But yeah, so I I managed to sell the thing actually, but it was a drama to sell it as well because of course I'm not someone that likes to list toys without making all the flaws obvious. So of course then I'm trying to sell a heavily yellowed G1 overload, saying this is very yellowed for the same price that I paid for it. And it was You're not real... going to want this in your house. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. It was really like one of those. And people are like offering me two quid for it and stuff like that. And I'm like, come on, gang. Do you know what I mean? Throw us a bone here. I think I eventually did manage to get rid of the damn thing. but And, and then got another one for a little bit more. But it still wasn't much, honestly. Just the ten a penny. I just remember as a kid when it first came out, like it was one of the first times we were seeing old style vehicle modes as well because the truck just yeah. looks like a normal yeah. truck. Whereas we've been through 86, 87, 88, which was a lot of you know spaceships and sort of fictionalized future futuristic looking cars and you got this i mean the trailer is quite futuristic on its own but the cab itself is very traditional it's just a cool toy super cool toy first overload of many as well isn't it i yeah. think that was the, the first time the name was used but of course became quite popular in unicorn trilogy and sort of been used a few times since isn't it so i just love the little ramp on the back i think that's great the little trailer door on the toy this small it's just a fun little inclusion yeah cool great choice maz how about yourself okay uh, my choice came to me pretty quickly as well. Uh, it's almost, it was an instant go-to for the vintage. And that is uh, 1988's G1 Headmaster Hosehead. Classic. I still remember my surprise when I first got G1 Hosehead because it was not a purchase I made specifically to have that toy ahead of others. It just, it came as part of a collection of the three 1988 Junior Autobot Headmasters. So Siren and, actually no, I didn't have Nightbeat at the point. So I had Siren and that was the one I was really looking forward to. Hosehead was just a kind of, I thought, nondescript fire truck. But uh, in hand, everything about that toy really um, reminded me of exactly why I really love G1 toys. So it's it's not huge as a headmaster. Yeah, quite small. It's actually shorter than Siren, but than most toys are. Yeah, um, Siren's massive. It's got the head sculpt that I think is, it's both very classic G1, but also it's got a hint of that kind of head sculpt that makes Victory so unique, like Victory toys. So it's got this lovely silvery face 
Um, it's obviously got the helmet and the little antenna that you get with these 1988 guys. And it really works for him, I think, better than it works for the other two. I was just going to say yeah. the same, actually. like I feel like his helmet is the best integrated of the three. Like It doesn't look like a helmet, especially. It looks like something that's folded up from the back. Uh, and it kind of sits really nicely. And I think right. his his ears and all of that it just works. Yeah. And then there's the transformation, which is extremely solid, great fun, enjoyable to do, and is not one of those that you know over time is going to create wear for the toy, which is a real thing for G1 toys. The stickers don't get damaged. So it's actually one of those that I'll go to the cabinet and just grab immediately because I know I can play with it and it won't hurt the toy, it won't wear it down, and I will enjoy both modes greatly. You were saying about the helmet, I really like how it slots in between the cab and the rear seat. To the little seat. Exactly. Yeah, that is such a cool feature, honestly. I think it was Graham had got this toy recently for the first time, you know, and he was talking about how it was new to him and whatever. And uh, he took a little picture of the seat and it, it was just the kind of joy. And I, it instantly took me back to getting this toy for myself the first time and having that same moment of just like, oh my God, the little seat clucks in there. That's great. It's just such a fantastic little thing. It's different to the 1987 Headmasters. And I always kind of lamented the fact that you know, some of the later headmasters, you know, that it wasn't quite the same or whatever, but this one I think works brilliantly. Yeah, it's got the really nice fold out ladder as well, and you can attach the gun in multiple places. And it's cool that you can attach the small black antenna guns to the side yes. of the of the fire truck mode. It's a nice looking fire truck. I really love the little fold out bits at the front grill. That that's super cool. And it may look a bit weird in robot mode when they're um when they're folded out and they just sort of hang out at the side. But it's just another element of him that stops him being a bit generic. Yeah, uh, He's got a lovely red color. Like I said, the head sculpt's great. Proportions are really lovely. And I really like the sticker detail that he has. So it's just absolute banger of a G1 toy because it looks great, fun to handle, has presence, is memorable, and is that kind of a symbol of that return to Earth vehicles. Everyone loves a fire engine transformer. I mean, they've all pretty much been fantastic, haven't they? You've got but, yeah, Inferno, typically speaking, Superfire Convoy, this guy, even the little MicroMaster Discharge. <laughs> These are all great toys. Want to make a good transformer? Make it a fire engine. I mean, also animated Prime. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of a no-brainer for a transformer, isn't it? But I feel like maybe in a way, this guy being a fire engine has also hurt him a little bit in terms of reputation because I feel like people know inferno so well and then it's like oh who's this dude another fire engine you know it's kind of gets a little bit overlooked whereas at least hotspot is blue so kind of has that going for him yeah. this guy's just another red fire engine but he's just as good i think and i think that's precisely why it works for this topic because it's so good so easy to overlook um even its name doesn't really make it memorable you think it would but nothing about it says Hero Fantastic Robot, you know, Siren has a strong name, Nightbeat has a strong name, Hose Head. Yeah. You fight fires. Slightly unfortunate, yeah. You're battling a force of nature and Hose Head. But his ladder thing flips out a hose, doesn't it? That's that's kind of the... Yeah, but it's not his head. It's not on his head, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think that's that's quite cute, almost having, having oh. that in the name. So he's actually the head of the hose, maybe, is what they're trying <laughs> to say. <laughs> Should have called him Lord Hose. There we go. <laughs> or Hydrant. Hydratron. He's a, what? Call him a hydrant. So he's just, that conjures an image of being peed on, doesn't it? It's just like, what those <laughs> No, he's been through enough. I think, yeah, definitely G1. And people ask me, what, can you tell me, 
I think it was Andy actually, who was Andy H, who was asking on our Discord the other day. I bought a lot of really good G1, but I'd love more, like a fiddle former to have close at hand on the desk to just play with. I think Hosehead was pretty much the first one I'd recommend. And it turns out he'd already bought it because I'd recommended it to him a couple of right. months earlier. But yeah, it's got a great vehicle mode. Great fun to transform. Looks great on the shelf. Is yeah. quintessential G1 from head to toe, even the accessories. Oh, by the way, it's a headmaster. Yeah, and the headmaster's cool too. It I think is. one thing I really appreciate it about it, and you've kind of already hit on it, but it's a real rarity for G1 toys actually is that all of the accessories and there are quite a few can be used in both modes. So everything plugs in. So there's nothing left in the box on the shelf, any of that kind of, you know, business. So it's, it's really accessible in that regard. You, it's the kind of thing that, you know, I could give to my son, for example, and he would run around with, and like he, uh, for example, he's been playing a lot with G1 hot rod for now. And that's obviously got two guns, and he only wanted to to kind of keep one one of them with the toy because he can have one in the engine block at the, when it's in vehicle mode. And he was sort of saying to me, "What do I do with the other one?" And I'm like, "Well, you you can't, mate. You know, <laughs> you're just going to keep it in your pocket or whatever." And that was a real turnoff for him. He was like, "I'll just keep the one gun then," you know. And I was like, "Fine, no problem." But at least with Hosehead, you, you're set, aren't you? Everything has its place, and I think that's super cool. And one more thing, obviously, these molds were used in the Japanese Master Force series. Hosehead's the only one of the three headmasters that didn't get a deco change. So you can just tell people you've got a Master Force toy as well, which is ace. It is identical, isn't it? So I I kind of, uh, it's an interesting choice, the dark gray on Hosehead. Uh, I've often thought that, like, why not white or something that was kind of a bit more of a contrast? It's very to... Dinobot, isn't it? Very yeah. Dinobot colors, red and gray. It's very they're robot so. modes. I, just, I think that's one of the things that always stuck out to me with it, as well as the vehicle mode not looking like a traditional fire engine that I'd, that I recognized anyway. Mm. So yeah, it's a really nice looking toy. It definitely is. I really like in the robot mode i think the the sculpt and everything in the robot mode is gorgeous first of all tons of molded detail all over it but i love the way that the uh the wheels end up kind of in his abdomen section yeah that really works for me that's a bit hot spotty as well isn't it a little bit yeah but yes actually that's a good point but it's kind of nicely complemented it's got like a nice uh kind of contour to it with the stickers on the shoulders and things like that i think it all comes together really well those little vibrant Nice little vibrant yellow stickers on the knees, which are cool. I don't know. Yeah, he's a, he's a great looking toy. Really cool uh, blue visor as well, which makes him stand out a little bit. That's the thing that really catches my eye from a distance is that it's the blue eyes and the visor style. I know I said he has a really good head sculpt, but no, really, he has an extremely good head sculpt. Great size too. And of course, he's got the flip down chest, you know, tech spec ometer thingy as well so there's a lot to play with on that toy it's just very very good at encompassing all of the things that make g1 toys enjoyable for children for adult collectors and you were saying you could give it to your son actually this is one that you could just give to your son and he yeah be you'd trust them with it because it's not easy to damage okay it's got the small antenna parts that might get lost but they attach in both modes potentially you know once he's a little bit older this would be just yeah, he's, he's actually pretty good with that now. He doesn't really lose stuff, so I would I would probably let him have a have a bash on that one. Honestly, I think it's uh, it's one to to check out. I think it might be in some ways my favorite of the three. It's mine, no question. Yeah, mine too. And I like that he's not got uh, red and white as a color scheme. I love the gray on him. I think it really makes him stand out. Yeah, top draw, high recommendation. Mm, 
Nice, nice. Okay, so we're two in at the moment. I'm going to give you mine now. A little bit different, I suppose, because we've had, what, G1 Overload, G1 Hosehead. Mine is G1 Clench. Yeah. Which nice. is, yeah, a super tie, honestly. Another truck. Fantastic. <laughs> Another truck. I think that says something. So this is a toy from 1993. And I think for that reason, has really kind of flown under the radar for a lot of people. I do feel like I need to caveat that slightly because this is definitely a desirable toy in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, you know, you post a picture of this thing online, no doubt people will be going, oh my God, you know, we need, either you get, we need a new clench, you know, people are like, want a generation's clench or something. Um, or just people are like, oh man, I've, I've really got to pick that toy up. But what I have found talking to a lot of folks is that actually not many people have really seen this thing in hand. And that's quite telling because actually it's when you see it up close. Uh, have either of you held this guy up close? I've held the truck mode uh, right. because the day I discovered Rotorstorm in the pub, North London, right, 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 right. Colin, Specimen 17, was handing over a clinch to someone as well. Uh, so I've got to hold the truck mode. And ever since that moment, I have been looking for the nicest version of this toy. It's hard to, yeah. Hard to come across. So did you perceive what I'm about to mention, which is the sparkly plastic? Yes, straight away. It's so standout, such a part of its look. Yeah, it's the sparkly plastic and the shape of the truck, which really do it for me. I'd be happy never to transform it. It's so pretty in truck mode. Yeah, it's just, that's the thing though. It's actually great fun to transform as well. It's not, uh, like there are a couple of moments that maybe are worth being careful with, like a little bit, because there are some panels and things that you've got to kind of fold that maybe are a little bit thin, you know. It's one of those toys where it does kind of get a little bit tougher with age, I think. You know how some G1 toys just get a little bit stiffer with age? This has definitely got one or two moments where you're like, really got to use a little bit of force here. But it's still a great transformation. And it's just the look of the thing is just so of its time. Like it doesn't look like a like an earlier g1 toy in any way really like it's very 1993 uh, mm. 1992 93 era it obviously got re-released in generation two in 94 in europe but it's never been released in north america that i'm aware of anyway so that's obviously kind of helped to keep it out of the minds of a lot of people i have one question about it why is it always it's not always called clench is it sometimes people also call it colossus Right. So actually, yes, it's called both. So the original release was technically Generation 1, which is 93, which is Colossus, uh, sorry, which was Clench. Uh, And then it it was released again in 94 as Colossus in Generation 2 in Europe. So it it just depends. Uh, It was actually exact same toy released one year apart. (laughs) It's absolutely mad, just with a, a different name. But either way, it's just such a solid thing. The color scheme is banging. You know, you're talking neon greens, uh hot pinks that really lovely sparkly kind of blue a lot of people i think reckon it's going to be black or like dark gray but it's not it's like a very very deep blue with sparkles all over it and it's it's kind of like sort of green sparkles it's quite interesting and it's one that i think sits really well with uh like a lot of european toys of the era so if you're really into like turbo masters and predators what I found is that this guy looks amazing next to them. And Pyro as well, actually. Just sort of slots in really well with like Thunderclash and those kind of toys. This guy looks great with the likes of like Skyquake and Fierce Whoop and those kind of lads. And I think a big part of that is the head sculpt, which so unique. It's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. I always say it looks like a G1 Bayformer. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. 
the, and I mean that in a positive way. Like some people are going to hear that and be like, Ugh. but you know how like in, in Bayform. He's not got a mouth, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, how in Bayform is a lot of the Decepticons, especially kind of went quite almost sort of insectoid in appearance yeah. over the course of the films. And this has that sort of almost insectoid look to it. It's got like a really a triangular like mask uh, with little kind of like hoses coming out of it. But there is just a, something slightly bug-like about the look of the head it just makes him look purely evil. Yeah, definitely evil. But Games Workshop-y as well. That's that kind of like sort of darkness to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I edgy. could see that. Yeah, it's quite edgy, definitely. Uh, and he's got his old uh, hot green eyes as well. Yeah. Um, and of course, the back half of the truck comes off and unfolds into this kind of battle platform thing, which is landmine. super cool. It is a bit landmine, yeah. yeah. It is very landmine. Yeah, both he and Pyro... Um, have the same gimmick essentially in that the back half um, you know transforms into like that weapons platform every, t- every time you say pyro i'm hearing poiro <laughs> poiro <laughs> g1 poiro yeah make sure i say it right uh, but yeah it's, it's just an absolute dream and the battle platform is i mean it looks redonkulous but it's got this kind of cool arm like armature which sort of rests it on like a sort of tripod and then that actually sticks out the back of the truck as well so it's like a little gimmick where you can fire it out as like a little claw uh, for him to uh, quite literally clench other cars i guess uh, so it's it's just really well thought through you know it's got like inherent gimmicks it's quite gimmick heavy but it, none of it detracts from the actual figure so just a timeless g1 toy in my opinion can i it, just say that uh pyro is suchet great toy very funny. Yeah, you can say that. You can oh, say it. Amazing. Clench is one I've wanted for ages. It really has been over a decade now, I think, that I've been mm. um, interested in buying that toy. And it is that truck mode that has, it just looks chunky. It looks significant. Um, substantial, sorry, is the word I'm looking for. And it is exactly what you said. It looks like it would go next to Thunderclash seamlessly in that It really team. does. And I could just have another toy of that aesthetic, which is that fun to have and photograph. And yeah, photographing it is absolutely one of the appeals of that toy. I mean, think how many great photos you could get just to show off the colors or the sparkles or the wheel details or the sticker detail or just the overall aesthetic of it and then show it off in all its modes. You know, question, like almost everything of that era shoots missiles like yeah. trying to kill people. Does this one do it too, like with the battle? Oh, battle? yeah. Yeah, it'll take your eye out. Yeah, for yeah. sure, hundred percent. Right. It's it's got all the hallmarks of the kind of Andy Cousins era, you know, that we we've been talking about recently. Mm-hmm. In that, it's got all the kind of <laughs> dangerous gimmicks. It's got all the the hot green and and all the colours, the light click. Piping. It's got the click. It's got. I was going to say it's got the click, uh, very much so. I mean, it, the, the the truck mode is solid as anything. Um, but also, actually, the articulation in the robot mode is quite unprecedented. Like it, I mean, it's not, you know, not, I'm not going to put it up there with like modern toys or anything like that, but it can do a sort of walk. You know, it's got a bit of give in the shoulders and things, and the, and uh, both the, the hips will move forward slightly, and he's got a bit of a knee bend as well. So you can kind of get him to do, I wouldn't say a run, but like something approaching it at least, which I thought might sell it for you, Maz. I was sold on truck mode. Okay, don't need the run. Absolutely, I don't need the runs. No, that's good to know, mate. Yeah, Uh, but no, even stuff like the the kind of weird sort of alien esque body, you know, like his sort of hip section and things like that. It's all quite sort of curved and slightly organic. It's not kind of classic boxy G one, even though he has a boxy G one aesthetic. 
there's almost something a little bit Japanese about him. I've never really spent a lot of time looking at the robot mode. I think my first uh, pictures of it that I saw, I was a little put off because it was really weird and it would take me time to get used to it. I've always just focused on the truck mode. So I think if I ever did buy that toy, I'd enjoy it thoroughly in truck mode. And then if I did end up really enjoying the transformation in the robot mode, it would just feel like added value and added yeah. bonus. And I think I would pay the going rate for that toy just to have it in truck mode with great stickers that I could just enjoy and photograph and just roll along the carpet, man. That still does yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah. just good enough. I mean, interestingly, it was designed by the same person at Takara Tomy, uh, who also did Rotorstorm, Thunderclash, you know, Stalker, Skyquake. I am expecting uh, to like this toy. Yeah, is is done by the, the same the same dude that did all of the all of the greats, if you like, of that era. So it's no surprise that it just slots in beautifully well. I love having this toy in my collection, and genuinely, it's one that I think I don't think, as I say, it's necessarily overlooked, but I think it's one that a lot <laughs> of people. Well, maybe not, but it's it's one that you know maybe a lot of people don't immediately think of when they start thinking about what they're going to amass for a G1 collection, but I would put it right up there. Oh, and one final thing. I randomly had a discovery about this toy, and apparently it's a thing because it's been hinted at in a comic, someone told me, but it was new for me anyway, was that I noticed it's got a real transmetal tarantulas vibe about the the look of it. Just everything from like the colours and just the general look. Now that you mention it, um, yes, yeah. I can see that, Absolutely. You know, the old spider bike. So anyway, that's our hidden gems for G1. What do we think, lads? Good little round of toys? Yeah. Three tracks. Great toys in there. Yeah, there we go. See how they fare on eBay following this little discussion. The Transformers will return after these messages. Okay, well, it's that time for the part of the pod where we talk about our sponsors. And we're going to kick off, as ever, with tfsource.com, who you can check out for all your Transformers and third-party needs. What have you got your eyes on tonight, then, lads? No surprise whatsoever. It's a Diaclone item. Uh, uh, Shocker! Yeah, and it's not even a robot. It's just bits. And honestly, I think about a year ago, I would have looked at this, shook my head, and gone... These people, what are they doing? Now, however, I have been spending the last couple of weeks keeping my eye on one of the hard diaclone tactical mover tread vasalters, which is like a little mech. Not so little, actually. But Say it's that got, three times fast. Yeah. And it's got these really words, just random things. Put word salad. That, that's, word salad. <laughs> that's what it is, word salad. But it's got these really wicked treads on its feet. And it's the only model that came with the treads. Uh, just been trying to find one a little bit less than the going rate before I uh, hit the trigger. They're really popular as well. They're selling out because people are troop building them. So what Takara have done is they've released a bunch of sets of parts that you can transform one of the other uh, powered suits into one of these versions with the treads. Or you can take one of the ones with the treads and add a wing pack. So even though the ones so far have had distinct features like an airborne one or a ground one or a tread one, now you can sort of mix parts and create this kind of hybrid looking thing with a different aesthetic that does the same task so it's called tm11 tactical mover expansion set and it's just a load of parts loads of guns shields wings treads cup uh, well there's a dianaut in there as well and a load of connectors even some like swords and stuff and i think getting into this line as much as i am now i can totally see the appeal of this and I'm just waiting to get my first Vasalta in hand. And I know everyone who did get their first one in hand was suddenly sold on the concept immediately. I hope I'm I'm guessing that's what's gonna happen when I get one too. So this is definitely something I have my eye on. 
Nice. Fantastic. How about you, Liam? Uh, the thing that immediately caught my eye on there is that they've got the MP10G, Ghostbusters uh, Optimus yeah. Prime, back in stock. So that looks pretty cool. I've always wanted to get one of those. It's an absolutely mega version, man. Honestly, it's a favourite of mine. I, I really, when it was first announced and it was like, oh, they're going to do Ghostbusters MP10, I was like, really? Yeah, but honestly, it blew me away. Love the colour scheme of that thing. Am I right in thinking the box is like a backpack or something as well? Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it looks like um, uh, yeah, one of the the proton packs. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely worth a go, honestly, because it's a legendary mould anyway, but they've made some really good changes to it. So, like, the roller is a little trap. Yeah. Ghost trap. I really That's like that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. And it comes with a, a little proton pack for MP10. Which is cool. So good. And looks great with Ectotron as well, doesn't it? Really does look great with Ectotron, yeah. Actually comes with the same Slimer as Ectotron, but it's kind of like masterpieced out in that it's it's all painted uh, really nicely. <laughs> MP Slimer. But you can say they gave it knees. <laughs> yeah. It is masterpiece Slimer, yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, funnily enough, my choice for Tier Source is on a, a similar theme because it seems that they've been putting up loads of old stock uh, at the moment. Well, I say old stock, old toys coming back into stock. And uh, there's some amazing things going back into stock at Tier Source at the moment. I mean, just taking a look at the Binal Tech page is one example. Uh, so much stuff on there has kind of caught my eye. Uh, for example, they've got alternators, but the, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive uh, Rodimus. Uh, alternators Rodimus, uh, you know, with the flames and everything as opposed to the Kiss Players version. That's now in stock at TF Source. I don't know how many they've got. Presumably, maybe only only the one. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you could check that out. But there's loads of stuff on there. Vinyl Tech Skids has gone back into stock. Uh, some Alternity stuff as well. Uh, Vinyl Tech Blue Streak is back on stock as well. Uh, Henke Hot Rod, I noticed. So they're, they're really, you know, coming up with some quite interesting toys. So yeah, definitely worth a look. Uh, otherwise, let's move on to our second sponsor for the evening, which is kapowtoys.co.uk. Uh, what's caught your eyes here, lads? Well, I don't think if I would have noticed this figure if we weren't doing the mini-series, but because we're doing the oh, mini-series... did it I'm, first. I'm That's... stealing it. Must MMC R49 Mentis reissue, so it's wrong. That was going to be mine. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it looks amazing. I yeah. remember I remember their Kaon and I, I remember their Cynicus and you know Kaon and Coulter were fantastic and this looks every bit the rung that anyone probably ever wanted. Uh, it's got the scooter as well. I mean, yeah, no, this this looks great. Yeah, that was totally going to be mine. It's my yeah. bloody mini series, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, we're claiming some ownership of more than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We? Yeah, yeah. Well, when you've been an IDW fan as long as I have, I'm going to say. <laughs> a hardcore three month. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let me explain it all to you. Uh, but no, it really does look great, this thing. Uh, these MMC toys, honestly, I've always thought they look great. But actually, having a bit of appreciation for the comics now, pff, woof. Great choice. What about you then, Liam? Well, it was that. <laughs> <laughs> got to pick something else now, mate. Okay. Other than that, uh, one of the things they've got at the moment is they've got quite a few old toys in, haven't they? They've been getting sort of restocks yeah. of quite a few things. And one of the things that's popped up is older Jet Wings Optimus Prime in the studio series. Uh, nice. Yeah, good choice. It's quite a cool little guy. I think he's being released in Buzzworthy Bumblebee as well, which they also have. Him listed for sale there, but that's a cool looking figure, I think, as far as movie Optimus Primes go. Got a little jetpack there from a trailer that turns into a hook. Oh, it's that thing from the movie, isn't it? 
the uh, weapons wreck. Is that what it is? Yes. Glad we all remember that from that movie. Is it the second movie or the third? Oh, movie? I know what you mean. It's kind of isn't it? It's like his trailer that turns into like a thing. It turns yeah. into yeah, but then it's only in like one scene, isn't it? Turns it? Into a Stargate. Yeah, it does turn into a, a Stargate. Yes, it, in this, it's very much like a, a weapons platform, isn't it? I don't think that's how it's portrayed in the film. It's just a walk-in closet, really, isn't it? Yeah, I just walk through. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's quite neat. I'm glad they've reissued that. What about you, Sixo? What do you now have to choose because I picked wrong? Uh, well, actually, I noticed something which I think looks pretty cool, which is, again, a, another Comic-Con thing. It's uh, Revolution Transformers IDW Jetfire, uh, which is uh, one that comes as part of a box set, I believe. Oh, and this yeah. Kapow have got you know, just the individual toy up for sale. So that's potentially a really good get yeah. for someone. I have the Leoric, you know, the Visionaries figure. From right. From yeah, yeah. the last time they had them. It's a cool set. Really cool set of toys. It looks it. It looks it. And I think this is a, as I say, if someone just wants the Jetfire, which, you know, there's a fair few Jetfire fans out there, isn't there? I think this is a really good, um, really good buy. And, uh, you know, it's 40, 42.95 down from 49.95. So save a little bit of money there as well. So it's on their, their front page at the moment. How long it'll be there, I don't know. But uh, I think it's worth a shout. So, yeah, so lots of great stuff in at the moment. It seems like both stores are, are getting in some old stock or kind of old toys as new stock, I suppose you should say. But definitely worth a look. Do check them out. tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. Probably transforms Dead by Dark Lonely. Thank you. Bye-bye. We now return to the Transformers. Okay, so we've done the kind of vintage side of things. Now it's time to move to modern toys, modern hidden gems. As we said earlier, the, the word modern here is maybe being used with a bit of liberal uh, application. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know that they're all necessarily modern in the sense of, I mean, like they're not modern WFC modern, but still it's, you know, worth a bit of a talk about, isn't it? So, uh, Liam, do you want to kick us off? You were first to go last time. Yeah, mine is uh, a little overlooked gem from Combiner Wars, which is Viper, which was a retool of Power Glide as a G.I. Joe sort of jet, as a Cobra Rattler. Very cool. So this is a G.I. Joe blue Power Glide, essentially, isn't it? Yes. So, I, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a big Power Glide fan, but I'm just not quite sold on this toy's Power Glide just because of the shapes of it. It's a bit too, I don't know, a bit too curvy, uh, a bit too wide. But as a different character, as a G.I. Joe toy, it looks fantastic, and the colours are beautiful, and they've re-sculpted the head, and it's based on a character whose name I forget, who's not called Viper. It's, it's not <laughs> That's a going to be Viper. my first guess. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a G.I. Joe Viper, but I can't remember his name. I think it's the pilot that comes with the Rattler. Uh, yes, it's uh, Wild Weasel. That's There we go, Wild Weasel. Why wouldn't you yeah. call the toy Wild Weasel? Yeah, yeah Wild Weasel's a great name, yeah, yeah. But it is the Viper, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's, uh, you know, the colours are fantastic all the way around, but it's got this wicked little sort of Cobra Decepticon badge on its chest, which isn't the, um, is it, was it Devil's Dew who did it? It's not that one, it's like a completely different one with like wings and stuff. It's a cool looking thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a very cool little toy. Uh, I really like the colours as well. I can't, it's one of those, we've talked a bit about this toy before, I think, and it's yeah. one of those where I feel like this colour scheme really works for sort of a power glide look and kind of makes me want it to be more of a, a, a standard, yeah, yeah, like a standard yeah. recolor. I, I would love to see more power glide, like a G1 power glide toy in these colours would be epic. So you you were saying that people troop build this? Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, you know what G.I. Joe's like, you hear sort of, 
the jets, obviously, there were lots of them because they're parts of fleets, but you also had like Cobra Vipers, which were troopers, and people troop build those. So this is an ideal toy for that. But it came out really late in the toy line as well. So it's one that sort of slipped by a lot of people, I think. I'm not sure if it's one of the last toys in that size class, but it's quite late on. And obviously, Power Glide had been everywhere. So I think yeah. there was a bit of fatigue from that point. I think a lot of us bought Power Glide. I know I did. Yeah. So it's a cool mold, but I think it's one where a lot of people would like to get it as well, but they don't remember it exists. But then it's hard to get because it was so late and just kind of people troop build it. The mix of things. So do you see it as a G.I. Joe toy in your collection or do you see it as a Transformer or a Power Glide in your collection? See it as a Transformer and a G.I. Joe toy. It's a bit of both, isn't it? There's definitely a bit of extra added appeal there for it being G.I. Joe in my eyes. Like that makes it more interesting to me than just some random blue jet. Yeah, that's it. It's a very underutilized thing isn't it transformers merging with gi joe i mean we've, we're getting some now but for years it's just never really happened outside of like comic Con. yeah right i was gonna say there's been lots of examples of it and yeah a lot of it is like as you say it's non-transformable stuff actually um and and like gi joe molds just painted in transformers colors uh, but yeah as for actual transforming toys yeah not that many yeah i think there was snowcat and i think that's the closest we'd had until this one but this is the first really overt gi joe reference because it just is but uh, yeah i love it i just think it's a fantastic little toy that doesn't get enough love or you know time in the sun am i right in saying that this size class in combiner wars was able to actually be attached to the combiners as like an extra part or something like that yes so groove turns into like a little chest plate Uh, they all do that turn into something so in this case this mold turns into a gun Uh, is that what the third mode is i was going to ask what is going on there is it a chair is it a spaceship? <laughs> is it? I mean, I was looking at it like there's a picture on the wiki, and I was like, "Is it like a hot tub or something? What was it meant to it, be?" Being very kind, it's a gun, but, right? That's uh, being very kind, but he has like a little flip-up sight on the back. Like there's a his butt flap turns into a sight. So oh, okay, that's what's happening there. Is that his butt yeah. flap? Is it? Okay. It is, yeah. But on nice. this, yeah, it's a little painted red scope sight. So. Yeah, there's a lot of little hidden stuff like that on this toy. Like uh, the back of his arms have little missiles and rockets and stuff, which are only really used for that mode. So the sight, for the sight, you look through a little red hole from his bum. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Cool. You look through but this, uh, nifty this sight, design. His, his ring, his <laughs> sight ring. <laughs> right. His head sculpt is really psychic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it is actually. It's just cool because it looks like just these massive shades. It reminds me a lot of Mask as well. Hmm. In the way it's done. I could see that. He's almost got that kind of um, like desert thing, sort of the shape of the head, if you like. Yeah. You know, that thing that people wear to kind of protect their necks with the goggles as well. And I love the way the wings sit on the sides of the chest. I think that is classic power glide, of course, yeah. but that's always worked for me yeah. uh, and, and very different to a lot of jet formers. Yeah, I love power glide. Well, that's one of the reasons he's one of my favorite transformers. And this mold is a really good one. But as in this colorway, I think it works way better. It just gives it its own sense of life, really, doesn't it? Which I think it needs. I absolutely want to see those colors on the G1 Power Glide, big time. Yeah, I do too now. That's, that's actually it's one of those where, you know, sometimes we discuss potential repaints that never were or whatever, and someone says something like that. And it actually makes me a little bit sad in a funny way. Like I'm a little yeah. bit like, oh, it's never going to happen. Like, they said that know. about Pink Hot Rod. That's, they yeah. did say that. They did. They tried to hold it, hold us down, but we just weren't going to have it, were we? Yeah, we got back up again. Right, never going to keep me down. 
What's your choice, Mez? So my choice for um, hideously underrated and not talked about modern toy is the Diaclone Big Powered Destroyer that arrived today and is now standing no. by my desk, completely swallowing my attention throughout this entire recording. That's not no. your choice. No, no, it isn't. But damn, what a toy. Okay, anyway, my choice, I found this really difficult because everything I was picking once upon a time would have qualified as underrated. I remember I wrote an article once called uh, Forgotten Treasures or something like that, and I had JRX in there because it just felt like no one had spoken about it for half a decade. I had some minicons in there, but and even like thinking of Henke and Classics molds that I'm just getting back into that people haven't spoken about, you can't call them underrated because at one point in time, they were everything, you know, and everyone knows them. Human Alliance Jazz, again, I was going to pick that, but I thought, no, actually, that was a big deal at the time. Stuff goes off the radar, doesn't it? It goes yeah, off the boil. But we've been picking things that maybe people would never have recommended. So I found this really difficult. And my choice is very silly considering how often we've mentioned this toy on the pod. You've mentioned this toy. Yeah, I've mentioned this toy a lot. So it's kind of synonymous with me on this pod. But it's Robots in Disguise 2015 Warrior Class Bisque. Now, the, the reason I'm picking this is because I've tried to sneak in Robots in Disguise 2015 into our um, episode polls. And it's like, is there any desire for people to learn a bit more? It doesn't often do well in the polls. And I remember when the toys came out, uh, people were shocked at how much hollow space and light and cheapness had worked its way into the field. And it coincided with a really painful price rise for that deluxe class. I remember they were like £17.99 in Sainsbury's or something, and that was a little bit offensive at the time. But I really got into the cartoon, so I loved this line when it launched. And after the initial feeling of, wow, these things feel really cheap, and they do not feel like the deluxe class Transformers of yesteryear, I started to really enjoy the toys. Drift was the first one I thought I really started to get behind. I never had the Bisque because I never saw it in the UK, and I loved the Bisque character. And when I post photos of it, yeah, there are a group of collectors who absolutely know this toy and they know this character and they're well into it. Um, but there's a whole bunch of people who've never heard of it and this is not a go-to modern deluxe class toy for them, but I think it's absolutely brilliant. And it's probably one of the best feeling RID 2015 toys of this size class. It feels way better than Drift and Strong Arm and Bumblebee and uh, and Steeljaw, the ones that launched in that size class. Mm. But when they started to get to this season, we had things like Quillfire and this guy. It really started to become top quality. And I really like that biscuit. It's got a stunning car mode. Absolutely it really does. stunning. Yeah. And if you don't like orange, get the Thermidor repaint. It's a super sexy <laughs> blue. Like I thought you were going to say something else there. I thought you were going to say get the... <laughs> and, and go off on one. But, <laughs> get the know. Thermidor out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, the Thermidor is, is a lovely, lovely color. Uh, but the Bisque turns from super nice, sleek race car into a lobster man who is a gamer. And if that doesn't sway you, then the toy itself should. Transformation is really fun. It's really involved. And you just got to be careful when you tuck that uh, Bisque head away because it's got those um, those rubbery bits, his antenna. His eyes. His eyes, sorry. Yeah, it's his eyes, isn't it? <laughs> but no, he's got them yeah. on his chin as well. So he's got oh. the little the dangly bits on his chin too. Really, really great look in robot mode too. It's poseable. And if you get the Japanese release of it, the adventure version, it's got the highlighting of the like neon blue parts on the insides of the arms, I think, and the insides mm. of the legs, which the Hasbro version doesn't. 
And of course, you know, if you had the app at the time, you could scan it into the the little phone game and you could unlock him in the game. But uh, yeah, this is a really fun deluxe class toy. Very satisfying in both modes. And it was really nice to have the Thermidor repaint too because it's got a different head sculpt, lovely colors. I think if you weren't sold on the orange and the bisque head sculpt, the blue one would do the job. As far as deluxe class goes, that was uh, really high scoring for me. And I reckon a lot of collectors have just overlooked it. And it was hard to get. I don't think we had it in the UK at all. I've got to tell you, I mean, I've seen the cartoon, R.I.D. 2015. I love the cartoon uh, from start to finish. Uh, I'm one of the people that's actually seen it all the way through. Uh, But uh, not many of us. But it's great. And this character is obviously very memorable. And uh, But I don't really know the toy line at all, any of the toys. And this thing really looks fantastic. Enough that actually, genuinely, I'm sat here like, could that be fun? Like, should I? Definitely. Should I give it a go? You know. It's definitely a fun toy line. I remember at the time when it came out, like you said, I remember the the shift and thinking, oh, it's quite cheap because I had the sideswipe and I still have the bludgeon. And I almost chose that tonight as my modern mm. toy, the RID 2015 bludgeon, because that's a fantastic toy. Mm. And uh, I know there was a blue version as an, in, as an Autobot that was re- made from it. But those toys, they're actually really well engineered. Like just the transformations are very simple, but fun. It, it just looks great in both modes. That car mode is killer. I love the way that the guns sit on the sort of front mm. sort of sides of the bonnet or whatever. Good point, actually. And, That's uh, really a big part of its look, how the guns yeah. just pop in there. And it's not just, oh, they like you were mentioning Hot Rod's gun in, on his right. engine, but it's look a bit, it's a bit <laughs> yeah. naff. This it is a bit naff. naff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, as much as I love Hot Rod. Although I, I can't hear the, the name Thermidor without thinking of alvin simon thermidor i don't know why it just, <laughs> just no correlation no no relation whatsoever it just always pops into my head that does don't know why totally random there you go are we the chipmunk yeah, yeah. well exactly maybe yeah that's what he's talking about yeah so yeah it looks great i'm i'm sort of sat in now going do i do i need a, a need a bisque but that's the thing it's not very simple to get a hold of this deluxe there weren't many on ebay when i started looking for them and i struggled to find them and i was lucky that daryl who does transmissions actually gave me one. Uh, he sold me one. And another collector, I think it was Anonymous Human, is one of our listeners. He sent me one for free. So I've got two, and I bought the Adventure one myself as well. Uh, so I've got the set of them, and the Thermidor I got off eBay for a great price. But I think it was a really good price because they don't seem to be that price anymore, and they're not that around. But it's a really fun deluxe class toy. It's got that thing about having to do certain steps in a certain order, which is always satisfying, to be honest. Just be careful not to get those little rubbery bits. And I, and I do think the rubbery bits do decline over time, so you have to be careful with that. But yeah, you were saying, Liam, you got the sideswipe. See, the sideswipe wasn't part of the first wave, and I felt that when the sideswipe came out, the the quality and feel of them had improved a little bit. But that first wave was a real culture shock. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Those toys for me are synonymous with me and my daughter watching those Transformers cartoons. The first Transformers cartoon she watched. And um, so those toys were simple enough for her to play with. First toy she ever transformed fully was the Warrior Class Drift. And so I've kept those. I sold my R.I.D. collection, but I kept those toys because they mean the world to me. Probably not her anymore, but they mean a lot to me. And so the bisque fits with those lovely, and it is an evolution in quality and design from those. So I would really recommend someone check it out. Yeah, we've gone on about yeah. bisque ad infinitum on this. Um, not in a while. Not in a while. Not in a while, but this is its actual joke-free endorsement from me. Yeah. I, just, I just looked it up on the old uh, the old Evil Bay. 
62 pounds, man. What's going on? There, there's a bunch <laughs> like that, but obviously they haven't sold because that's a bit of a silly price. But when they yeah. do pop up in reasonable warrior class range from a toy that's pushed in seven, eight years old, they go straight away. Maybe right. that's the, uh, maybe that's the Michelin star version of, of Bisque. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Brilliant. But uh, yeah, I also had the Optimus as well, but the Nemesis Prime one, the Takara Adventure. Lovely version. mold. But as a deluxe, then you like how simple that is to say yeah. it turns into a robot with a trailer attached that doesn't yep. obviously come apart, but it's all in all in one combination. And that is an, that's, I think that's one of my favorite Optimus designs as well, that updated sort of futuristic look to him. I think it's perfect. Thorough recommend from me as well. I remember looking for that so much in Sainsbury's and Toys R Us and stuff when that was part of that first wave. But the second half of the first wave yeah. was really happy when I found it. Got great memories of toy hunting, this RID 2015 line. It's the last time I really hunted toys and was satisfied doing that at retail. Nice. Fantastic. Oh, what a great choice. And yeah, a bit different again. So in the in the absence of a full-on RID 2015 episode, which might happen at some point, I really hope so, because I'd love to finish watching the series as well. And I'd love to experience a lot of those toys again. Quillfire, Steeljaw, that prime. Would love it. You you could do all this without us doing an episode. You could just watch the episodes. One yeah. falling <laughs> down an old rabbit hole at a time. Like I haven't even finished okay. falling okay. down the Binaltech rabbit hole. I've started falling down the Henke rabbit hole. It's one mm. thing at a time. Diaclones, <laughs> you know. Speaking of which, it's time for my choice. Which is, I'm really pushing the boundaries now a little bit of like what is feasibly a modern toy. Um, but I'm going to choose a Binaltech toy uh, because I think actually there's tons of hidden gems in the Binaltech line. Because when you think Binaltech, what are the toys that people think of when they think Binaltech? Yes, the smoke screen. Smoke screen. It's right. The Kiss Players mold of Mirage. Yeah, yeah. That's you specifically. But... Yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> but for most people, it is smoke screen, isn't it? And then... Right. Hounds. Yeah, pe- people mention Hound a lot, or uh, or the Swindle repaint, and you know those kind of things. Sometimes tracks, maybe, yep. but very often I find that people have the sort of latter years of the line. People have completely forgotten about, particularly uh, you know maybe in the sort of alternators line, you've got stuff like Battle Ravage and stuff right at the end there. It's not Battle Ravage actually, is it? It's just Ravage. The other one's Battle Ravage, but uh, you know people have sort of forgotten about the ones at the end. But I think particularly with Binal Tech, the Japanese line. Mm. There were the toys that came back sort of 2008. There were four releases there, one of which was Convoy, uh, but then there were three others. And of those, I'm going to choose RC as my total hidden gem uh, because I think all three of them are great, to be fair. Blue Streak and Argent Meister, Mm -hmm. uh, the the Silvery Jazz, are are both wonderful as well. But RC just takes the biscuit for me totally just an absolute knockout toy and one that it's 2008 so i definitely am pushing the boundaries a little bit of what is considered modern Uh, i mean it's still a 14 year old toy at the end of the day but it's one that is just seemingly forgotten about by so many people it's it's one i think is easy to overlook because it's a repaint first of all so it's a repaint of deceptor charge which in itself was a retool of the kind of wind charger overdrive mold Mm -hmm. And it doesn't look like RC because it's white, which I guess might maybe sort of puts off people a little bit. You know, they're thinking that RC should be pink all the time. And it does have bits of pink on it in the robot mode. That's the genius of the toy, though, is the way that pink only comes out in the robot mode. Absolutely is, yes. Everything you've just explained is why it's great. Remodeling, overdrive, deceptor charge, subtle colors, which you wouldn't expect. Those are all its best features. And a reveal. 
Completely mm, agree. Reveal, yeah. yeah, yeah, the reveal is amazing. Honestly, uh, there's just so much to love about it. Firstly, as soon as you get this thing in car mode in the box, <laughs> it is stunning. Yeah. Like stunning to a point of I, I hadn't Lusty collected white paint. Just oh yeah, brilliant. Uh, this this was one of the first Binal Tech toys that I came back to after our episode. Same and man. I was floored by how nice it was. I was like, honestly, just jaw dropped in awe of how nice it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the sort of pearlescent quality to the paint and everything, and and the metal. Uh, it's just stunning in car mode. It looks fantastic, no matter how you display it. And there's so many options because, of course, you've got the the standard car mode, you know, the Honda itself, but then you can take the roof off as well which just looks incredible. Or you can kind of display it with the bonnet open, the doors open, the the the, the boot open as well. Would recommend. Uh, yeah. It, any of these routes is just phenomenal in terms of display. And uh, I love the pink seats. I think that really makes it as well. It's got so many fantastic little color choices peppered in. Yeah. Really are. It's the fact that it hints that there's pink hidden in the toy. I like, really like the fact that the way that comes out in the robot mode as if it's just from the seats, I think is a really clever touch. Yes, completely agree. I know a lot of people say they see Megatron when they see that toy, but I don't. I, I don't either. Uh, I can see what they're saying because it's the wind charger head, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also one of the very best Binaltech molds because of its transformation. It's actually completely devoid of frustration, the transformation yes. of that toy. And in robot mode, it's got a fantastic silhouette. Really, really one of my favorites. One thing though, like when you know, when you put the shoulders up like their wings, I think that looks better. But because of the weight of the die cast, they'll just start to sag after a while. So you gotta you gotta ration how much you you use that display mode. But man, that thing has been on my work desk more often than not. I took it to work because I wanted to see it every day, and it's just been living in my work drawer and it comes out very, very often, both modes. Huge recommend for me as well on that one. Yeah, it's it's become very quickly one of my favourite vinyl tech toys. It's one that I didn't have when I first collected vinyl tech, Same and it's just shot straight to the top of like this is phenomenal. This is like it's 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 just an ultimate revision of a classic character, and even better, it's actually the first ever car mode RC toy, which is incredible. Uh, RC had never been done. Uh, the only prior RC toy prior to this was the Beast Wars Botcon 1. Uh, that was the first transformable RC toy. And the the sort of kit, G1 kit. What about the Energon? Um, yeah, it was Energon motorbike, was that? Uh, that's true. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is the, the motorbike as well. Too true. But but this is the first, still the first car mode one. Yeah, yeah. car mode, yeah. We, we wouldn't yeah. have had the movie-verse bike at this point, would we? That would have been Revenge of the Fall in 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, yes, it's not classic G1 RC, but it's a great revision of the character. It still feels like her. I'm with you, Maz. The head to me feels appropriate. Like I, I look at it and I st- it feels like RC to me. It doesn't feel off-brand at all. I get why people are maybe not keen, but I love it for what it is. Yeah. We were saying recently that as time passes and the proper versions of these characters get so many um, iterations that we just li- we are spoilt for choice for yeah. G1 style RC now. You You've got a masterpiece. You've got generations more than once <laughs> three times every so. toy line recently yeah it, yeah it gets a new uh, one so these are more special now because I they agree. are a variation on that common theme now and you know this is a perfect example of how to do that it really is i was looking at i think it was you recently tweeted 
uh, a picture of it was Studio Series RC and the WFC RC. It was those two, and they were comparing the sort of differences between the two and saying which was this was bit was better on this one and that. And I got to be honest, I couldn't really tell the difference. I was like, yeah, I can sort of see that they're different toys, but the the, the difference between them is so minimal, really, in terms of aesthetic or what have you. It's really like we've totally narrowed it down to this sort of fine tuned essence of what these characters, like what the variation is allowed to be in terms of how they're portrayed. And I just think that this thing, the vinyl tech toy, comes from an era where it was like, nah, man, just go completely off piste it's not even pink in car mode it yeah. doesn't really look that much like the classic character in robot mode and so it doesn't matter it still feels like her yeah and it's got the long stock sniper rifle as well it does yes you kit Which her up with that and the shield on the other arm yeah. as the hood she just looks it's got a terrific silhouette very yeah. tricky to pose because of the way the legs kind of transform so you can quite easily like bend the knees in the wrong angle compared to the thighs but once you've got her stable, she's a really, really good-looking toy. Yeah, it's, it's a mold that definitely works best in a kind of stoic pose, if anything. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter to me. It, I, re- I recall at the time being a little bit annoyed that Overdrive wasn't more posable. But actually, with with time and the years and that, so what? It looks phenomenal. I love the way that the wheels end up on top of the shoulders. I just love everything about it. Honestly, I love the little splashes of much darker pink. Uh, in there as well i think that they really nicely complemented throughout there's like a little splash on the gun a little splash around the hips a bit more on the head uh it's almost got a kind of i don't know just like a a sort of lipstick quality to it and i don't say that because it's a female transformer or anything but that's genuinely the the kind of what the color looks like to me um but i I love all the sort of uh the, the sort of lighter pinks and things in there as well little splashes of yellow on the knees it it all just looks incredible and again, like the transformation, there are so many mega satisfying steps. Just folding down the chairs, the way the thighs clip back in in car mode when you've got them completely perpendicular to the waist and they just thunk, click back in. I really love what happens with the feet and the little connecting things that uh, allow the axle to work magnetically in car mode. Just so much going on there with that toy. And I love the just the feel of putting the shoulders and the boot back together again and attaching the arms at the rear of the car. Really, really well-designed toy, which is extremely fun to handle. Massive recommend in in any color. But I think I prefer the Deceptor Charge head mold than the Overdrive one, and I prefer the colors on RC to Deceptor Charge. So this is actually by far the best version of that Honda S2000 mold. It's my it's my favorite for sure, uh, and and it's got an advantage over Deceptor Charge, and it's got the long weapon yeah. and everything. It's got the barrel weapon, and it's a great mold anyway. They're all very distinct versions, which I like, but this is definitely my favorite for sure, and just a total pinnacle of that late era vinyl yeah. tech goodness, which. You know, Argent Meister, those and, and Blue Streak, I would put up there as well. Blue Streak yeah. suffers a little bit with the paint, but still great. I could easily have picked Argent Meister as my choice, I think. Yeah. I, it was impressive enough to me to think this is enough different from the regular Jazz and Meister yeah, that it's sure. worth getting. It's, yeah, terrific toy. For sure. And uh, probably worth mentioning that they're all in stock now at TF Source. So there you go. <laughs> go and check it out. Like, 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 honest, yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah. yeah. Like how I did that. There you go. That's. Uh, so it is. So yeah, there you go. Well, three modern-ish toys. So all quite different as well. Got to tell you, I'm off to eBay for to look for a bisque. I want an overload. <laughs> Be careful you don't fall into the abisque. 
<laughs> you notice he's been silent for about 15 yeah, minutes or so. He's just been, been working on that. He, yeah. he thought, oh, oh, yeah, I missed the on that during the best chat. Off the cuff, guy. Off the mm. Sure, sure. Right, well, I think that's going to about do it for Hidden Gems. I've really enjoyed this discussion. Don't know about you, lads, but totally up for another go at this, another crack at yep. some point for the line. I agree. 100%. Definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, moving on then, uh, we've got to talk about our Patreon, don't we, Maz? Yes, that is patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. And among the perks that I've mentioned beyond weekly exclusive content at GBC level, whether it's mini-sodes or mini-series and early access to episodes. And in fact, the early access has shifted to being one week earlier since TF Nation, which you might have noticed. To the point where by the time the open access episode comes out, I feel like it's been out for ages. So you really do get a lot of advanced chance to listen to these episodes when they come out. You can also vote in episode polls. Uh, You get a shout out on the pod, which we're going to get to in a moment for the highest tiers. But another perk is that from Inner Beast level and higher, as well as getting access to the Oasis that is the Triple Takeover Discord, you can ask a question to be answered on the pod. And of course, a lot of people just ask us these questions on the Discord and we can just answer them. But um, having them on the pod as well is quite fun because, uh, you know, we could do it in the context of an episode. So Yusuf asks, Hey, TTO, just wanted to submit a question for the pod. Are there any molds in all of Transformers, nudge, nudge, all of Transformers, I think it was just for you, Six, so, that you own every version of? This <laughs> no, would include... for, for Liam's childhood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this would include color variations and retools. If not, what is the one mold you own the most of? Mm, this is pretty easy for me, I've got to tell you. MP10, isn't it? Yeah. Do you have them all? Yeah, got all of them. Yeah, <laughs> there isn't one that I don't have. There wasn't a prize gold one, was there? Like there was for MP1. No, there's not. The there is a KO gold one, um, but yes, no, no official release in gold. But yes, I have all the MP10s. Uh, really would love some more as well. So I, I say this all the time. But if they kept doing those Atmos uh, shoe repaints, I'd, I'd be into it. Honestly, for me, I think it's probably g1 hot rod or the seekers the g1 strike planes decepticon planes and even then i don't have all of them but i seem to have so many of them every time hot rod gets reissued i seem to pick it up and get a pink one as well i've got a bunch of the early g1 variants there's a couple main ones i don't have i don't have a vintage metal toe hot rod and i don't have a a reissue metal toe from the first release and with the jets, you know, there's tons of variants I'm missing, but I do have loads of jet variants, like Mexican ones, Seiji European ones, pre-Transformers ones, reissues, the reissue exclusives, and they just keep coming out as well. So I've got a lot of those. I just had a look around to see, is there anything else I've got tons of? I seem to have a lot of the Lamborghini mold, like the side swipes, the reissues. Yeah, there's quite a few of them. A couple of Diaclones, Deep Cover, Clamp Down, Tiger Track. New Year's Sideswipe, Vintage Sideswipe, New Year's Red Alert Reef. Yeah, so I think um, none of them are fully complete as far as I know, but uh, definitely Hot Rod and the G1 Jet Mold, I'm very, very close. And I'm getting more when the next batch of reissues come out. I don't have anything like that. I don't buy toys in that sort of way, but I think by default it's kind of uh, the Masterpiece Datsuns because I have four of them. <laughs> so I think it ends up being those because it's the the three main ones and then obviously Blue Blue Streak. Yep. So. Yeah. That makes sense. You've got all the good ones. Have you ever wanted the Silver Streak? Nah, not really. 
It's the least interesting one, I think. Probably because it's the one I had as a kid, so it's kind of the least alluring. Well, thank you, Yusuf, for your question. Hopefully, uh, we weren't too predictable. We're going to move over now to our perk for our Sixos Butlers and our Gold Box Classics. This is where we say thanks for supporting us, and we get the shout-out. And this list is actually longer again. <laughs> Brilliant. Massive thanks to Nick, Danny Roberts, Andy Preston, Chris Spiderfather, Adam Schumacher, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Masari, Dave Dalrymple, Gio Kaiser, Yusuf, John Pearl, Choice of Anthony Cars, Alec Mir, Captain R.A., Phil G, Jack Blettier, Road of Storm, Stuart Webb, Mar, Laserbeak, Puma the Hunter, Vegemite, Mike, Peter Hammerson, Shenry, Chris Norris, Jesse Moreno, Jackson Arwood, Nexus, Jim Owen, Aaron Swoboda, T.F. Starfire, Billy Gator, Andy Gold, Cold Squall, Simon Eldon, Joshua's Misha Kidd, Michael Cagle, Cracktastic Plastic, Damastator, Jeffrey Freak, Nice Sideburns, Andy, Inbound Lee, John Wood, Kyler Wilmer, Tim Banerjee, Campbell, Ben Lewis, Shinsei, Sukas Henkel, Mollus Koenig, Malcolm Holmes, CNC, Rick 56, Will Bates, Mythic Gears, Zach Lawson, Jason Murray, David Shepard, Esteem, Doug and Tron, Quick Mix, Josh Bell, Ashpolt, Zindios, Christian Hyatt, Mark Alley, Andrew Bentley, Graham Moffat, Connor C, Diabrave Sid, Burt Perotta, Uncrasomatic Boar, Juan Carpintero, Eric Hoyt, Bobby P, Mike Lawyer Kono, Nia Bat, Tyler Rusky, Chris Wadwell, James Clark, Alicia aka Alicia Tron, Steve Redman, Fart Warp, Shawnee Sean, Jim Kinsey, Shanty Siegel, James Pasco, Ghost Prime, and to our new GB Season Butlers, <laughs> this name, Four Big Balls, Jekyll, MK Tronic, <laughs> Seven the Chronicler, and the Mapes Brothers, who you might recognise. What a so, list. What a list. See, I love it. When, whenever we get a little new, this one especially, did make yeah. me chuckle, when we get a new Patreon notification, and it's called something like Four Big Balls, my immediate thought is, I can't wait to hear Maz read that out yeah. at the end of the next episode. And I did contact him. Like I contact all of our new uh, butlers and GBCs, and I asked them, is this what you want to be called? And I was so hoping he would take me up on do you want to be called Four Big Balls or is there maybe something else you would like to be referred to? Total radio silence, so I had to go with this. Well, you're, you're Golden Balls, obviously. Exactly, you are Golden so. Balls. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be because I'm editing this episode, so all those references to Golden <laughs> oh. Balls are going to be on the editing room floor. Just have to wait for the next episode. I'll put them back yeah. in. <laughs> Sorry, what, will you put your Golden Balls back in? <laughs> <laughs> right, indeed. Your Four Big Golden Balls. Four Big Golden Balls. <laughs> That's you, mate, not me. <laughs> anyway, it's also worth mentioning a big thank you to our sponsors for the evening. That is tfsource.com and kapowtoys.co.uk. Do go and check them out because they're bloody awesome. And just remember, if you do want to support us further, you can always go and buy a t-shirt, shower coat and coaster. Any kind of cool thing from our store, which is over at rebelbull.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore and if there's anything today that you want to tell us about that you think we might have missed or you just want to carry on the conversation then you can follow us at triple takeover on facebook and at triple underscore takeover on instagram and twitter guys where can they find you i am at tf square one on instagram twitter and facebook i'm at 60tf at twitter facebook instagram youtube patreon maybe somewhere else can't remember and i'm at toybox soapbox anyway there's an app Thus concludes the chatter for another episode, as we hope you've enjoyed uncovering a few precious gems along the way, now hidden no longer. Stay classy, you absolute diamonds. What's that coming over the hill? It's a mortgage that has been added to the search terms. Added to the search terms. Added to the search terms. Yes.